Good afternoon. My name is Stephen Capaldo, wheelbarrow man from Capaldo with Love, the uh, the podcast, and we're just going to continue a little bit uh, to finish up the Foundations of Growth uh, podcast that we did the last time. I realized when I got <clears throat> partway through it that uh, there were still uh, some things to to finish up, and so it might not be a terribly uh, long podcast. I mean, my podcasts are normally 20 to 25 minutes anyway they're not excessively long to begin with but this one we'll we'll see it might be a little bit shorter but um today the i'll be talking about uh how how to uh, how to look spiritually upon the the principle of personal sovereignty there is the the principle of personal sovereignty uh that applies to health and healing and preparation science you know being prepared and finding out you know having a uh a way of finding out information on different subjects that you need to do to be prepared for times such as these uh, finances and and current events how to look at all those things from a standpoint of personal sovereignty and and uh, so that was basically those are basically the things that we covered last time we looked at health and healing uh, the the different things that that one can do or should do in order to be healthy um, you know look more at natural solutions to your problems instead of all this uh, man-made produced toxic pharmaceutical garbage that we've all been taking for years and vaccines and and this type of thing just uh, look at uh, look at natural solutions look at the land look at you know where your food comes from and what type of food you want and uh, how you uh, you know what kind of diet you have and how you uh, exercise and how you sleep and preparation science you know find out about uh, uh, you know how to be prepared for bad times and or difficult times, and uh, um, you know we uh, we talked quite a bit about that last time, and I, I won't go back over all that information, but uh, uh, certainly uh, having some things ready, you know, having some food and water stored, and ha- making some provisions for your communication system, and uh, you know how you're going to take care of your, uh, your your health and things like that, and. Uh, and and how to sort of develop some kind of library, you know, an online library or, or even some books that, you know, you can consult, you can read and, and find out how to do things. Uh, finances, you know, where, where uh, how, what's the best you can do with what you have? What do you have and what's the best that you can do with what you have? Bearing in mind that the uh, U.S. dollar and... Uh, paper currency in general is seems to be going the way of the dodo bird. You know, we're we're stuck with uh, plastic and then digital and, and this type of thing. And how are you going to navigate all that? And uh, you know, how how are you going to uh, be prepared for that? Not only financially, but if you have to make some choices. You know, for example, that you, you need a, a record of having been vaccinated, for example, in order to have access to certain financial uh, institutions or you know places to shop or this type of thing. So, so you do need to prepare at least for now for that uh, that eventuality. As a believer, I believe that in the long term, things will be better, but I also believe in the short term, before we get to that, that better situation, that better stage, that new stage of creation, that uh, we are going to go through some, some bad times, and they're going to get worse before they get better, is, is what I believe. But they will eventually get better. It's just a question of what's your survival strategy for the times that are not very good right now, and likely not to get better for a while. Um, so you should have hope but it should be tempered with realism and practicality and knowing how to deal with 
the, the reality of the situation that we face, which is so much different than it was a few months ago, right? And deliber- deliberately orchestrated to make life difficult for the majority of people on Earth, right? And I, I hope that you have done enough research to have that kind of figured out. You know, when you look at current events and you look at uh, you start studying things like the Federal Reserve and all of the banks and uh, you know China and the State of Israel, the, the Zionist Party, that type of thing. When you study the Crown, the Vatican, uh, pedophilia in high places. You know, when you look at all these things, Agenda Twenty Thirty. When you look at all these things, uh, look at them. Realistically, I mean, don't don't deny that they exist. Don't let them uh, uh, obsess you. Don't be obsessed, or uh, you know, you you can't think about anything else. Know the reality, but know that this is Babylon. This is not who you are in Christ. This is not who you are. Uh, you know, made uh, with a desire to go back to the Creator, with a desire to be with the Eternal Presence in the Eternal Presence of the uh, of the Almighty Creator of the Most High. This is who you are. We're we're children, we're sons and daughters of the Most High. We're not Babylon, we're not the type of world that we have right now, the, the way it's being run, at least. That, that's not us. So we should not be, uh, we should be aware of what the game is. The game is the opposite. E- everything that God stands for, the game that we're seeing now being played out, is the opposite of that, right? It's, it's you have God and not God. And the not God side is really trying to... Uh, mount a furious attack because they can see that more and more people are starting to be aware of what they're up to. Not enough people are aware of what they're up to, that's for sure, but more and more people are starting to become aware of what the top of the pyramid is up to, and so in a desperate attempt to cling to power, we see a lot of bad things happening. We see this whole false uh, pandemic narrative, not to say that there aren't uh, viruses and seasonal illnesses and people die from them, but the whole uh, narrative of a pandemic has been falsely orchestrated, scripted, uh, and given as a distraction for what's going on with the economy. This attempt to, uh, to you know, to rob people and hurt people and bring down the economy, uh, to set up a situation where people are desperate for vaccination, desperate for, uh, you know, being on the good side of the authorities, where people are not dis- discerning or discriminating about 5G and not not doing anything to try to take care of that that situation. Yeah, and we may not have, uh, we're not going to have, uh, be able to do much of anything about being exposed to 5G. There are some ways, uh, some EMF shield type products that you could uh, avail yourself of. You know, that that's something that you could do. Uh, and that might be a good thing to do if you're, uh, if you're in an area that really is being bombarded by one of these towers. And if you drive around, I mean, these towers are, they're, they're popping up all over the place since, uh, since the pandemic, the so-called pandemic was launched, you know, we've, we've seen in our area, we've seen towers and towers and towers, you know, more and more and more. And when the schools were empty, and they still are empty, uh, well, what do you think is being done in the schools? And what do you imagine might be done in nursing homes and hospitals? And, you know, it's, you know, kind of hidden in plain sight what's happening. So be aware be aware. The more that people are aware, the worse it is for the authorities. You know, and I heard someone, a friend of mine, was saying to me that she looked on a website as uh, of uh, I think it's called Truthfinder.com, something like that, and that, and that we're on a watch list. You know, my wife and I are on a watch list as as people that have behaved in a way unfavorable to the regime. Uh, well, good. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. You might learn something. You might change your viewpoint, or even if you don't change your viewpoint. It's what we call 
I don't want to turn it into a constitutional cliche, but it's freedom of speech. It's the ability to speak your mind. God wants you to be free in Christ Jesus, right? He wants you to be free. He wants you to be able to say what's on your mind. And uh, you, if you don't say things simply because you live in fear of the authorities, that's not what God wants you to do. So uh, that's fine. Pra praise the Lord. I mean, if I'm on a watch list and uh, uh, you know somebody uh, is, is worried about what I'm going to say, listen to the podcast. And I mean, if I wanted to be snarky, I could say something like, you might learn something. But I think the people that listen to the, the, the podcast in a negative viewpoint, a lot of them, I imagine, are so far gone they don't want to learn anything new. But they could learn something new, and it's not because I'm any good. It's because the spirit within is what's good. You know, that, that, that part of God that is within me, that's what's good. I'm not good. But, uh, no, look, fine, long, long live the watch list. And, you know, how do I apply compassion to the watch list? Is that the people who are responsible for things like this are so far gone, you can only feel pity for them. You can only feel pity for what uh, type of miserable, broken lives that they lead and what will come upon them if they don't change their mind about God, right? If they don't come to a knowledge of the truth, of Logos, of the Word of God, right? If they don't, if they don't come to that knowledge of truth and, and the wisdom that comes from it. So um, anyway, that's uh, that's a little bit about you know reclaiming personal sovereignty as a foundation for growth. Now the spiritual perspective on that is, you know, what should we be thinking of? What are, what are the the characteristics and traits of the Most High that that uh, you know, that we should embrace as a means of affirming our personal sovereignty. Well, obviously, the one that is the, the, the big one, you know, the, the Almighty Creator is what? Uh, is love. Is love. Or charity, in some translations of the, of the Bible. Uh, charity, that same word for love, it's sometimes called charity. So charity means you are, uh, you're, you're charitable, you're open, you're giving, you... You, you do what you can to be an understanding person, not a doormat, not a doormat, but an understanding person, and you, you try to extend charity. It could be financial charity, but there are other types of charity, too. You know, everybody concentrates on money. Everybody's so focused on money, and I know it's, it's hard. A lot of people don't have much money now, but the charity is not just money. Uh, it's forgiveness, you know. Can you really forgive the people who are doing whatever they're doing to you, right? We've all had... Uh, people that uh, have done things to us, and I, I, I'm afraid the answer is, if you really, if you truly want to dwell in the presence of the Most High, you really need to forgive the people that you believe have wronged you, and and that has to be real. It can't just be uh, words. You know, it just it can't be just lip service. You really do need to forgive, and that's that, that that's a, that's a thing that uh, <coughs> I think it comes hard to a lot of people. Uh, the idea of, you know, I really can't keep uh, carrying this around, you know, what this person did to me. And they may have done terrible things. I mean, you know, look at all the pedophiles that are basically running the world. I mean, they did terrible things. But is there a point where you can say, I forgive? People who suffered in genocides, Holocaust, whatever, people and their families, can you ever reach a point where you say, I forgive? It's what God expects, Right? I mean, as, as horrible as some of the things that have been done throughout human history, and being done by Christians too, by the way. Just so I'm, uh, you, you don't think I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Christians are immune from this. No, some of the things that Christians have done have, have not, uh, you know, they've not been covered with glory in some of the things that they've done, you know, that's uh, in, in the name of Christ, you know, the, the, the Crusades and, uh, well, the, the Holocaust and, and, and other, uh, other things, you know, it's... Uh, you know, so the, the notion of forgiveness, and it goes 
both ways, you know. Sometimes people don't think they did anything wrong. Okay, you can't really ask someone for forgiveness if they truly don't believe they ever did anything wrong to you. But you just say, okay, fine, you know, I, I believe what I believe, and I don't, I don't hold anything. There's no hard feelings. And, okay, uh, I'm not asking the person for forgiveness because I know they really don't believe they did anything wrong. So that's, that's how you show compassion, is that you don't, you don't go crazy over that. You know, you just you kind of let that go. And part of personal sovereignty, it also involves characteristics or traits such as grace and mercy and loving kindness. If you really want to affirm your personal sovereignty in the way that the Most High would have you do it, uh, you have to you have to be gracious and, and you have to be merciful. Uh, you don't always take every petty advantage. That's one thing about the the the, the, the our humanity, the hu the humanness, is that very often we get in a situation where we have a petty advantage over someone and we, we just don't want to let it go. We, we want to keep holding that thing over the person, right? You know, that I've got something on someone and I'm just not going to let go, right? I'm just going to keep bringing it up over and over and over. You know, if two people are in a relationship and, you know, one of them cheats, for example, you know, and that thing is brought up over and over and over. See, that's a lack of grace and mercy. And I'm not saying that the original act that caused it is to be condoned. No, to, be, to, to show a lack of fidelity like that, no, it's not a good thing. It's, it's not what we should do. But the idea that there would never be any forgiveness or grace or mercy, that also is not a good thing. You know, people don't want to balance the scales. People want to just see things from their own perspective instead of from God's perspective. God's perspective is that we're all children of the Most High, and so he wants us to have personal sovereignty, freedom in Christ. He wants us to affirm that in the natural, in our health and healing, in our preparation science and learning, in our finances, in our perception of, of the world and, you know, current events and things like that. He wants us to affirm that personal sovereignty in the natural realm through application of spiritual characteristics like the ones I've been uh, talking to you about, love and charity and forgiveness, compassion. Grace, mercy, and sometimes grace and mercy, you kind of put them together and you come up with loving kindness, you know. So, uh, <coughs> this is really what the Most High hopes for for us. Uh, and he wants us to be interested in him as creator and, and what is his creation, you know, what, what is the universe? You know, how, how did he create the universe and what did he create and where did he create and, you know, where do we live and where are we going? And this type of thing, now I can't explain all of these things in five minutes, but... Uh, the the thing is that uh <coughs> pardon me the thing is that uh you seek truth right that's really what you do and i think you know anyone that calls themselves a, a christian of course they're in christ they they believed in uh in, in in christ and in christ jesus of nazareth which is the cross of christ they've believed in that and so now they seek truth i mean that's kind of the easy easy part once you've believed in Christ, you've changed your mind about God, and you've turned to Christ, then that's, that's the easy part. Uh, the next part is, what is truth? And if you're really seeking truth, eventually you will come to know the Most High, the, 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 the Creator, and the, the Preserver, and the Restorer, Father, Son, Spirit, as we know them. And uh, we have all of the uh, all of the Christ revelations, you know, throughout history, uh, including Christ Jesus of Nazareth, who gave us the cross of Christ. But we've had many Christ revelations, and that's really the eternal Spirit of the Most High is is Christ, you know, Father, Son, and Spirit. Uh, so once we have accepted that, accepted that truth, the, 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 the truth and the reality of the existence of this Most High, 
then we seek to know, well, what has he done? What has he done? You know, how, what type of universe, how, how has he created the universe, and what has he created, and where, you know, and, and where, what are we doing, and where are we going, and who's with us? Is there just planet Earth, or are there other places, right? So, to have that spirit of uh, inquiry, of wanting to know, you know how they say inquiring minds want to know? Well, if you're a believer in the Most High, then you should want to know. You should want to know truth. And know the truth of what's happening now in the natural realm. You know, I was uh, listening to someone who was saying, oh, you know, I don't want to hear any more talk about, you know, uh, saying that, you know, things might eventually get better. You know, I, I don't want to listen to this garbage anymore about Q, about Trump, about this, about that, Nasara, Jasara, whatever. I don't want to hear it. Well, I'm not saying that you study things and you just be you believe them just because somebody said them. I'm saying you put everything to a critical test. You know, you don't believe Q just because it's Q. You put Q through the ringer, right, of discernment and and, and study and, and critical thinking and analysis and all of that. And and uh, and, and Trump or anyone else, you know, I mean, uh, Trump's just uh, ju just a man. I mean, why would anybody think that, uh, you know, one uh, person could be, uh, you know, fixing all the problems? And a lot of people don't like him anyway. So, okay. You try to strike a balance, the benefit of the doubt versus holding people accountable. So I'm not saying that you just follow something or someone because someone gave it to you. No, you put everything, you subject everything to critical thinking, critical scrutiny. But do your homework about some of these things that, that people are talking about and decide what you think. What, what do you think about what's going on on planet Earth right now? About the top of the pyramid and the rest of us, right? You know, watch current events with prayer and with discernment, you know, and uh, all of the gloom and doom, it's easy to be caught in, up in gloom and doom, but balance that with hope. I mean, I, I'm hopeful that we're going from one stage of creation to a higher stage of creation, but the road there is going to be down into the valley, I don't know how far and how long, and then back up. It's going to get worse before it gets better. That's, we're, we're told that, we're told that. This is revelation, this is, this is the Bible, right? I mean, this is scripture. Uh, you know, telling us that uh, th things get better, but it's a rocky road on that uh, on that path. And now we're in some kind of transition between two stages of creation. And you know, we're going to get there, and it'll be better. It'll be a, a, a higher level of existence in in uh, in our relationship with the Most High. So come to that relationship now, sooner rather than later, in Christ. Uh, but now. It's going to be kind of a rocky road, but that relationship with the Almighty Creator, that's what's going to get you through. Because the Spirit will guide you into what you need to do to be prepared and to be as healthy and well as you can in the, in the, in the midst of all the craziness and the chaos and the, the, the calamities, you know, the tragedies that are happening. It's rough. It's a rough spot that we're going through. There's no question about that. Um, but always seek greater truth and the wisdom of Logos, the Word of God. The Word of God, we see it in Scripture, the physical Bible, but Logos, truth, wherever it, wherever it is found. Always seek that, Father, Son, and Spirit. Give the benefit of the doubt uh, to people, but always hold people accountable. Keep keep the balance as you learn and you progress and you grow. Keep keep that balance. So, um, Anyway, so we've gone through personal sovereignty in the natural and uh, uh, from a spiritual perspective. So that really concludes the two podcasts that I had uh, scheduled for uh, on Foundations for Growth. Part one the other day and part two just now. So I'll I'll stop there and do the prayers and then we'll uh, we'll close. Psalm ninety one: He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. 
I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For He will rescue you from the hunter's trap and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is body, armor, and shield. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the scourge that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the wicked paid back, for you have made the Lord your dwelling, who is my refuge, even the Most High, who is my refuge. So no evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge over you, to guard you in all your ways. Upon their ha hands they will lift you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and cobra, trample the young lion and serpent. Because he has devoted his love to me, says the Lord God, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high, because he knows my name. When he calls on me, I will answer him, I will be with him in trouble, rescue him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. A Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.